Are you glad to be here today? Amen. Go ahead, give the Lord a hand. That's great. That's awesome. The uh, start the new year in church and starting the new year observing the Lord's table. It's going to be a great day to be in the house of the Lord. And uh, what a great opportunity to come together with our church family and worship. And we have our kids in here today. Can I get an amen from all our kids? All right, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna count you in because I kind of figured that's how that was going to go. On the count of three, kids, I want to hear you say amen, all right? One, two, three. They're still sleeping, but they're here. So let's not wake them up. Great opportunity for you as a family to observe the Lord's table. Uh, many of you already uh, purchased uh, the uh, Foundations book, and so I want to encourage you if you haven't taken an uh, opportunity when you walked in this morning to buy one of those books that are out there. Um, and so I'll take just a real quick second to kind of explain though there's three different books out there. Uh, they're all three called Foundations. Uh, one is for kids. And I assume if you look through the three, you'll figure out which one that is pretty quickly. Um, we will not discriminate. If you are a seasoned person and you like a kid's one, go ahead. Uh, it has a little more coloring activity in that. And then there is a teen one, and then there's an adult one. All right, so what we're trying to encourage you to do is uh, this past year, you have read through what's called the F260 reading plan. It's uh, 260 passages of Scripture that you're going to read Monday through Friday catch-up days on Saturday and Sunday, and so we're going to read through these 260 passages that go chronologically uh, through the Bible together as a church, and so these books kind of are age-appropriate, and so the kids' one has a little less reading and some activities to go along with that, but also a memory verse to memorize. The teen one, their reading is the same, uh, and pretty much uh, the only difference really with the teen one and the adult book is that the teen one has lines to write on. Apparently, they need structure in order to write. Uh, I don't know. I, I think I'm going to get a teen one because I like... How many of you would prefer to have lines to write on than just a blank page? All right? So uh, if you want a teen one, then uh, I'm sure we'll let you take that one. But we're offering those for $5. If you want to go online, I know we've already sold out the adult one. Uh, also, I know some of you have already ordered one. So after church, if you would like to go back, Allison will be back at the back at the table. You can order one from her. We'll buy it for you, uh, and then you can come pick it up this week. Uh, we'll probably get it in by Wednesday or Thursday. And what we're, we're um, encouraging you to read the Bible, and we value Scripture memory, Bible study, and meditating on God's Word as a family so much that we are selling to you for $5. So if, if you just have to have it, you have to order it yourself, and we've already sold out, then you can go online and order it for $15. Or you can order it here and pay $5, all right? So discount shopping is at church today, all right? But we want you to be involved in reading the Word. We want you as a family to be involved in reading the Word. Everyone will have the same verse to memorize, and so we'll just kind of do this together in 2017. So it starts tomorrow, right? So if you, if you don't have a book, uh, go grab one when we dismiss uh, this morning. But I want you to turn with me to Matthew. We are going to... The, the title of your message, if you have your bulletin, I would encourage you to grab your bulletin, get it out, grab a pen, get your Bible, follow along, take notes, and uh, the title of the message is just uh, so creative this morning. It's called Look, okay, because I couldn't really think of anything else. 
Um, how many of you take an opportunity at the end of each year to kind of look back on what's taken place this past year? Raise your hand. How many of you kind of take the opportunity to look back? Okay, so I think that's kind of a natural thing at the end of the year to kind of look back over what this... How many of you went through a lot of changes in the year 2016? Okay, a lot of us, a lot of things happen. A lot of, a lot of things in the life of, of Hallmark Baptist Church have changed in 2016, haven't they? A, a lot of transition has taken place. But I think it's also an opportunity uh, as we come to the end of the year, today the beginning of a new year, not only to look back on, on what God has done, and, 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 and the truth is, sometimes looking back can be painful, can it? Because some of us went through some difficult days, weeks, or month this year. And so sometimes looking back can be painful. But, but I think it's also an opportunity to look forward to what God is going to do in 2017. So I hope that not only have you taken time maybe to look back, and, and maybe there's been some great times in 2016, maybe some times that were, uh, they're still up in the air, the jury's still out, is it a good or a bad thing? Uh, and then most likely in 2016 there were some memories that were difficult. Dave said something in, in kind of transition this morning through our worship service about we don't necessarily know what's going to happen this year in 2017 as we, we kind of look forward and try to plan, but we know the God who does. L- listen to that. We don't know what tomorrow holds, but we know who holds tomorrow, right? Doesn't that just bring like a sense of relief? For you control freaks out there, guess what? You're not in control. And you never have been. Okay, control is an illusion anyways, right? Okay, it's, it's, who's got it all under control? God does. And, And understanding that God has 2017 in control should bring some excitement. Because God wants what's good for you. He has plans and hope and a future. And so this morning as we observe the Lord's table, we're going to take the opportunity as we observe the Lord's table to look back and to look forward. And then the last thing we're going to look at is that we're going to look, look inward, all right? So when we talk about the Lord's table, let's understand the setting. So you, you've turned to Matthew, hopefully Matthew chapter 26. And in this setting, Jesus is in the upper room, what's been termed as the upper room, it's his last supper, all right? So the painting, you know, the last supper that you guys see everywhere is a painting of this passage, Matthew chapter 26. And, and so the, why is it called the last supper? Because it was the last supper before the crucifixion. And so they're celebrating Passover, they're celebrating, uh, and they're looking back, and they're looking back to when, when the, the angel passed over those who had been covered by the blood. And so it's a time of remembrance, a time of looking back on how God brought the nation of Israel out of Egypt. And so during this Passover meal, Jesus kind of pauses, and, and as they look back, he gives them an opportunity to look forward. Okay? So let's read in Matthew chapter 26, uh, beginning in verse 26. As they were eating, Jesus took bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body. Then he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink from it all. Drink from it, all of you. 
verse 28, For this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. But I say to you, I will not drink of this fruit of the vine from now, from now on until the day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. When they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. And so as Jesus is in this Passover meal, he institutes what's called the Lord's Supper, or another word would be communion. And in the Lord's Supper and in communion, just as Jesus was this night as they were looking back on the Passover and what, remember when the nation of Israel, they were to kill the lamb and they were supposed to uh, basically paint the doorframe of their house with the blood. When the angel would see the blood, they would say the house, those who are in that house were covered by the blood and the angel would what? Passover. Life would be restored. Life would be valued. Life would not be taken. So as they're looking back on that, then now Jesus says in, in, in these words, and so I want you to turn with me to, to 1 Corinthians. And in 1 Corinthians, again, you're going to find a really, really familiar to what we've just read. So after Jesus has this communion with his disciples, he gives them the bread and says, take, eat, this is my body. He gives them the cup and says, drink of this cup. It's a representation of my blood. Later, Paul, the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians, would remember that night. And in remembering that night, he gives us this, what, what we have termed as an ordinance. And, and so the church has two ordinances, one being baptism. Today, on the first day of the year, Drew down here is going to get baptized. And so we're going to get to observe an ordinance of the church. The other ordinance of the church is what we're also going to observe together today is the Lord's table. And so Paul is talking about that in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23. He says, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the same night which he was betrayed, took bread. All right? So Paul is referencing what we just read in Matthew chapter 26. On the night that he would be crucified, on the night that he would be arrested and betrayed, this is what Jesus did. And so in verse 24, And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. So as, as the bread was broken, the bread would be without leaven. Most often in Scripture, leaven would be a representation of sin. And so what does the unleavened bread that we're going to partake of represent? The sinless body of Jesus. Amen. The broken body of Jesus. He was bruised for me. Scripture says, by his stripes we are healed. So as Jesus breaks the bread to his disciples, he said, when you do this, do this in remembrance of my body that I lay down as a sacrifice for you. One of my, grave, my favorite verses in Scripture is when Jesus stood before Pilate. Pilate questioned him, and Jesus remained silent. And Pilate says, do you not know I have the authority to have you killed? I love Jesus' response. He says, the only authority you have is the authority that my Father has given to you. In other words, Jesus is saying, God is in control. 
Jesus would say, no one took his life, that he willingly laid his life down for you. And so today, as you partake of the bread, it's, a, it's an opportunity to look back on what the sacrifice that Jesus gave. Let's continue reading here. Verse 25, 1 Corinthians 11. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, this cup is a new covenant in my blood. This do as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as oft as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Verse 27, therefore, whoever eats the bread and drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. Verse 29, for he, he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. So if you've got your bulletin, let's walk through this outline really quick this morning. The first one, I think you've probably figured out. Look back. So look back on what God, what Jesus did. Is it possible that even though this is the very first day of the year, the first Sunday, the first opportunity to be in church, that, okay, so... Just kind of thinking through this, we have an opportunity this morning to kind of be proud of ourselves. It's the first day of the year. I bet a lot of you stayed up later than you normally do, right? How many of you actually made it to midnight, okay? How many of you, no way midnight was, you know, like you celebrated with China or something, you know, like going to bed early? It's raining this morning. You guys notice that? Kind of a gloomy day. We must be pretty special because we showed up, right? Right? Are are you that special because you showed up today? No. I mean, I showed up because I get paid to, so I'm I'm not special at all either. But, but I wonder if the familiarity of church leads us not to really remember the price that was paid. Because my assumption is that most of us in here this morning have taken communion before. I mean, we're the dedicated, right? We came out on New Year's Day. We stood up late. Some of you are like trying to open up your eyes, and you drank extra coffee, but you showed up. Do, do we really appreciate the sacrifice that Jesus made? So, so let me rephrase that. Do you really appreciate the gift of Jesus? I hope that's what brought you here this morning. I hope that's the reality that in your mind, oh, it's raining. Oh, I stayed up late. Who cares? Jesus hung on a cross for me, and I want to go worship him. Not, I want to show up and have perfect attendance. You guys do have perfect attendance for the year. Very good. You guys are awesome. But is that the reason to show up? It's really not, is it? So as we look back on what Jesus did on the cross, May looking back cause us to be grateful. 
because I don't, I don't deserve God's grace. Jesus was willing to lay his life down so that I could have forgiveness of sins, so that I could have eternal home in heaven, so that I could have a restored relationship with God, my creator. And I don't deserve any of it. Look back and remember the price. You guys ever have a bad day? Anybody ever have a bad week? Maybe a bad month? Anybody have a bad year? I don't know how many people like posted on social media like 2016 was the worst. Like you apparently have a computer and internet and you're breathing. You got it better than a lot of people, right? But, but the reality is that we do have bad days and bad weeks and months and maybe years. And, and if there's ever that time in your life when you think, does God even care? Do I even matter? What does the Lord's table tell you? You do matter. God does care. R- Romans 5.8 says, that God demonstrated his love to me. Even though I was a sinner, Christ died for me. So on those days that are not so good, and I have that tendency to maybe feel sorry for myself, nobody cares, does God even love me? John 3.16, what is John 3.16? Can you, could you quote that with me this morning? Kids, are you awake this morning? No. I want us to say, all of us, John 3.16, all right? Here we go. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Does God love you? Yeah, he does. So looking back reminds us, and it should lead us to be grateful. But let's look forward, number two. Look forward. In 1 Corinthians there we read, verse 26, and I'll read it for you. 1 Corinthians eleven twenty-six. For as often as you eat this bread, this is Jesus talking, and it's in the upper room. If we've given you the context there. He said, as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death, Till when? Till he comes back. So last week we celebrated Christmas and the coming of Jesus and the birth of Jesus. And there was hundreds and thousands of years where prophecies were foretold that Jesus would be born of a virgin in Bethlehem. And he fulfilled that prophecy. And for years there was people looking, anticipating, Jesus is coming, Jesus is coming, Jesus is coming. And he came. And what did he come to do? He came to die to pay the penalty of my sin. But is Jesus coming back? He is. So just as they anticipated anticipated the first coming of Jesus, today we anticipate what? The return of Christ. When he makes all things new. What a great day. What an, what amazing, I mean, think about in, in Revelation 19 and Revelation 20, talk about there'll be no more tears and no more pain and no more death and no more sorrow. Won't, won't that be amazing? 
the, the truth is, because of sin, this world can be difficult, can't it? One day, Jesus will return and set everything new. Are you looking forward to that day? And that's what Jesus said. As often as you do this in remembrance of me, and he says, I'm not going to partake of this cup until when? Until we meet again. In Matthew chapter 26, we read this, verse 29, But I say to you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine from now on until the day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. Remember what he told the disciples in John 14? Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, you believe also in me, Jesus talking, and he's, he told them, I'm going to go prepare a place for you that where I am you may be what? Also. I will come and get you. So as we look back and we're grateful for the, the cross, the gift of Jesus, we partake of the Lord's table and we also look forward. One day we will sit at the table with our Savior. Are you looking forward to that day? I read this statement this week, heaven is more than a destination, it's a motivation. Looking back should bring us to being grateful. Looking forward should make us excited. The last one there on your outline this morning is to look in. In 1 Corinthians, Paul gives this warning so in reference to the Lord's table and to communion that we're going to partake of this morning, we're doing it in remembrance of what Christ did for us. We're also doing it looking forward to the return of Jesus Christ when all who have placed their faith in Jesus will spend an eternity with God in the new heaven and the new earth. But what is the warning Paul gives? Verse 27 and 29 of 1 Corinthians chapter 11 Therefore, whoever eats of this bread and drinks of this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. Verse 28. Let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of this cup. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. So the warning is this. There's some stipulations on partaking of the Lord's table to examine your life. On the bottom of your outline this morning, there's two questions. These are the questions, these are the requirements for partaking of the Lord's table this morning. The first question is this, have you surrendered your life to Jesus? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And so because of our sin, we're separated from a holy, righteous God. If we die in our sins, we will spend an eternity in a place called hell, paying for our sins, a place of torment. But we already quoted, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Jesus came. He was born in a manger. He lived a sinless life. Hebrews says without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. Throughout Scripture, it talks about Jesus as the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Jesus died on a cross. He shed his blood. And when we surrender our life to Jesus Christ, 
we're covered in the blood of Christ. Amen. You remember the picture of the angel, the death angel that came to Egypt? And when the angel would come to the door and there was the blood over the house, what did the angel do? Passed over. Saved by the blood. Same for us today. The only way to have salvation, the only way to have eternal life, the only way to have forgiveness of sins is to surrender my life to Jesus. Confess my sins. And when I do, I'm covered in the blood. So the question, have you done that? The Lord's table is for those who've given their life to Christ. The second question here on your outline is pretty simple. And it's for those of you who said yes to the first question. Yes, I surrender my life to Jesus Christ. All right, there's one more stipulation, and that's the, number, the, the second question here. Are you walking in fellowship with Jesus? So examine yourself. David prayed, and he said, Lord, search my heart. See if there be any wicked way in me. And, and Lord, reveal it to me. And so our opportunity this morning, before we partake of the Lord's table, if you've given your life to Jesus Christ, is to take a moment and examine your life. Is there unconfessed sin in my life? You know, the easy answer is, so far this year I've been pretty good, right? Guess what? There's carryover from last year. Unless you've confessed. Because if we confess, he's faithful to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Is there sin in your life? That's something you have to deal with. As you look back on what Jesus did and hung on the cross and paid the penalty of your sin, as you look forward to his return, where do you stand right now today with him? Have you surrendered your life to Christ? And are you walking in fellowship with him? I'm going to ask Dave to come for a moment this morning. Dave's going to sing a song for us before we have our time of invitation. And I want to read the words for you as he comes this morning. This is one of my favorite songs. And, and, and the truth is, I have a very difficult time singing this song without getting my emotions stirred. And so as you listen to this song, I want you to, to examine your life. So we're, we're having the opportunity to look back. Thank you, Jesus, for the cross. We have an opportunity to look forward. Thank you that one day you're going to set all things right and new. And I will spend eternity with you. But where am I at with God right now? Listen to the words. How deep the Father's love for us. How vast beyond all measure. That he should give his only son to make a wretch me his treasure. This is the part that gets me every time. Behold a man upon a cross my sin upon his shoulders. Ashamed, I hear my mocking voice call out among the scoffers. The truth is, why did Jesus have to come and die? Because I'm a sinner. And my sins placed him on that cross. Your sins placed him on that cross. Do we really understand what we owe Jesus. We owe him our life. I want you to listen as Dave sings this morning.